things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, um, this is a podcast for imperfect people, and uh, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. family, this next series of episodes of the podcast are going to be the messages I've been preaching uh, over the last uh, 2022, 2023 uh, here in my home church, Hope St. Pete. Uh, I pray that they bless you. I pray that they, I pray that they inspire you in your faith, grow you in your faith, and grow you in your feelings. Yep. Okay. Love you. Bye. Um, yeah, we are in a series called uh, Sit, Walk, and Stand. It's based on the book of Ephesians. Let me do a quick recap because I love recaps and for those that may be a first-time guest or you have no idea what we're talking about, we have been walking through the church of Ephesus, which was, they, they did sketchy things, okay? So they believed in a God that they gave full power to. They believed all their fruit and all their Everything that was good in their life was coming from this one God. And so when Paul's writing a letter from prison, whom he's in prison, and he's writing to the church of Ephesus, he says a couple things that are really important. The first thing he says is that if you want your life to really be a light and be salt to the world, then you have to have the Lord seated in power in your life. Esteban preached an incredible message on that. And then we talk through what it looked like for us. What happens when we, we have the Lord seated in power, then we are seated in grace. We are seated under his covering, and it's awesome. And then, of course, when you have God seated in power and you're seated in grace, then you can walk out the ways of love, which is what Desire talked about last week. If you haven't seen any of these messages, I promise I'll have them all up by Tuesday on our YouTube channel. That way you can get caught up, which means today we're talking about what it looks like to walk in light. What does it look like to walk in light? Pastor Stavon preached an incredible message a couple weeks ago about what it looked like to be the light. There's a difference between being a light and walking in light. I'm going to give you a, uh, I'm, I'm a visual person. Are you guys any visual learners here? I'm a visual learner. Okay, so let's do be a light first. This is what it looks like. Hey, Willow. Drop the lights. This is what it looks like. Oh, yeah. Look at that. This is what it looks like to be a light in the darkness. It's kind of cool. I mean, you can see where you're going. You're like, hey, guys, be kind over here. Hey, guys, love Jesus over here. When you're in dark spaces and dark places, this is what it looks like to be a light. It's awesome and it's helpful. But what we need you to do is walk in light. And walk in light looks real different. Walk in light looks a little bit like a spotlight. It looks like what it looks like when they light the stage. Willow's lighting the stage. Look at that. It feels real different than the light that I just showed you, didn't it? And so that's the goal today. The goal today is to show you what it looks like to actually walk in the light that is Jesus. And my hope is that we can do that uh, in a way that leaves you feeling encouraged and ready to take on your day. So let's pray. Lord, we love you. There is none like you, Jesus. Thank you for all that you do, Lord. Thank you, God, for seating yourself in power in our lives, for showing us what it is to be seated in grace and to teach us what it is to walk in love. Lord, let this revelation be your revelation, not my words, but your words. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Guys, I am a Tampa Bay Rays fan, okay? 
Now, what you need to know is I'm really just a Jaguar fan, which means I don't know what to do with a team that actually wins. I have been a Jacksonville Jaguar fan since day one. I am a Jaguar fan. I, I'm like, Duval. Like, I love the Jaguars. I cry at all the games. We are the losingest team in the, in the NFL. So I've never been any other fan of anything else except for the Jaguars. And then we move here. And you have all these teams that do this thing called winning. And I've never experienced it before. My husband is a Yankees fan, Lord have mercy. And so he was like, hey, um, let's go to a Rays game. I'm like, cool. I don't, I've never been to a Major League Baseball game. I mean, I'm not really into it. It's kind of boring. Who watches baseball? So dumb. And so we go, and he has his little Yankee hat on. Now, what you don't need to know also is that I've always called him a, like a bandwagon fan. Like, you don't watch the games. You just wear the hat. And we have been berated by Boston Red Sox fans in airports, in restaurants, He's been cussed out by an old guy one time in the airport. And we're all like, what is wrong with you, homie? It's just, it's just a hat. That's what I always am like. What's wrong with them? It's just a hat. Until I fell in love with the rays. <laughs> Woo! I didn't wear my shirt today because it says devil rays because it's vintage. And I didn't want to preach about Jesus with my devil rays shirt on. But okay, but I almost wore it. But I tried to wear the colors, just tried. Anyways, so I am a big rays fan. And the other day they were playing. It was a big game. So as Stephen and I get to the place so we can watch the game, he's got his hat on. I've got my hat on. We're ready to go. Let's go rays. I, need, I mean, I am obsessed. Guys, I pretend like you would think that I have been a fan, a baseball fan for a long time. I have not. I I have not. I just went to YouTube and watched a lot of stuff. And so I am excited. We're two innings in. I'm like, come on. Come on, man. I'm like screaming at them like I know who they are. I've got songs for all of them. Like Josh Lowe comes out. And I'm just like, he should be called J-Lo. And I'm like, waiting for tonight. Tonight. Like, I have songs for all of them. Like, like the Cuban guys come up and I'm screaming Cuban things at them. Like, these people don't know me. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I look. And I mean, I'm at the game in the middle of the Yankee fans, and I'm like, where's your MVP now? And his team was like, I don't want to get into a fight. Please stop. I don't even care. Like, the wave is coming. It's incredible. Like, baseball is incredible. They start singing, like, take me out to the ball game. And I, like, started crying. Like, I was like, this is the greatest experience of my life. Like, I don't know what happened to me. <sighs> Guys, it's weird. It's weird. I just feel like you should know this. Anyways, so we're about five innings into the game, right? We're and it's a close game. It's a close game. I'm screaming at the TV in this place that I shouldn't be screaming at. <sighs> and then I notice there's a dude sitting at the bar with a, with a razor hat on. A really nice razor hat on. Like one that I wanted that I couldn't find. He hasn't looked at the TV once. And I'm like, hmm. Oh, you're one of those people. Okay. And I look at his Dave and I'm like, can you believe this dude? We're six innings in. He's wearing a raise hat. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to knock his hat off his face. Steve was like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, he doesn't deserve to wear the hat. I'm like, dude, I've been a fan for three days. And I'm like, hyped up. It went to 11 innings and we won. I'm like at my house. We're driving home fast because we had to leave in between. We, we're listening to it on the radio. We get home and I'm like, we won. It's incredible. Can you believe the guy at the bar with the hat? He wasn't even watching the game. And the Lord was like, oh yeah, that's kind of like you sometimes with Jesus. You like to wear the hat, but you don't play the game. You don't even watch the TV. There are so many of us that are fans of Jesus 
There are so many of us that are spectators. We'll do the wave, we'll sing the songs, but we don't even look at the TV. We don't even know who won. And so we live our life as fake fans of what we're really meant to be. And so what I want to talk about today is what it looks like to be a real, legit, intenso fan of Jesus. Not just the guy who wears the hat and the gear. Because I feel like there's so many people hurting in the world. So many people that need peace in the world. So many people that need somebody to pray for them for healing in the world. And they come up to us and they're like, hey, you got the hat on. You got the shirt on. You're even at the game. But you actually don't know anything about what's going on. I don't want to be that Christian. I want to be the one that's watched all the things. I want to I be the Miss Laura of baseball to Jesus. I'll walk up to her and I'll be like, hey, Ms. Lord, did you see the game? She's like, well, let me explain to you what happened. This is their average, and, they're a- and I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Has that been happening the whole time? Like, we need people like that in our lives that are explaining the intricacies of what Jesus needs of us. And so that's what Paul did in Ephesians. I'm going to jump right in. I'm going to read Ephesians 5. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a portion of it, and then I'm going to tell you what it looks like to walk in the light. What does it look like to be a real fan of Jesus, not just one who wears the hat? The first, uh, we're going to jump into verse 3. It says, listen, don't let any kind of immorality be breathed among you, any demoralizing behaviors, perverse sexual acts, uncleanliness, greediness, and like are inappropriate topics of conversation for those set apart as God's people. Don't swear or spurt nonsense. Don't make harsh jokes or clown around. Make proper use of your words and offer them thankfully in praise. This is what we know for certain. No one engages in loose sex, impure actions, and greed, which is just a form of idolatry. Any of these people has an inheritance in the kingdom of God. So what they're saying is, if you do these things, what happens is, you won't inherit the epic, awesome things that you get, all the free gear that you get when you become a fan of Jesus. Now, Chadi, are you going to start telling us that we shouldn't be doing all these sketchy things? No, I'm going to tell you that walking in the light looks like listening. The very first word of, in this little Bible verse is listen. Walking in the light looks like listening, and not with your ears, with your heart. Listening is not an ear thing. <laughs> listening is a heart thing. It means that your heart is positioned towards God. Your heart is positioned towards righteousness. Your heart is positioned to all the things that are opposite of what I just read. Chadi, that's really intense. Because what happens is, if you're not listening, you're like the guy that was sitting there throwing him back with the hat on. Guys, it was a nice hat. Like, it wasn't like a normal hat that you buy for $20 on the way to the thing like I have. Like, it wasn't, it was like a real vintage, like 1996 with the purple and the embroidery. Like, it's the one I've been looking for. Homeboy had that hat. Didn't even look at the screen. And some of you, you have that level of vintage heritage walking with the Lord in your life. You have parents and grandparents that have been praying for you and you're just wearing the hat, and you're not living it out. So Chadi, what does listening have to do with that? 
You won't even fall into perverse sexual acts, uncleanliness, greediness, or the like. You won't even have inappropriate conversations. Your life will be set apart if you're listening. If your heart is positioned to the person seated in power, your heart is positioned seated in grace. Your heart is positioned to the ways of love. What happens then is you walk in light. You following? Awesome, let's keep going. Yeah, Chadi, you're killing it. Whoops. All right, high five myself. I don't need you to think I'm great. I love Jesus. Okay, here we go. I wrote down part-time Christian. That's what it looks like when you wear the hat. That's how, what the Lord said. He said, Chadi, sometimes you look like a part-time Christian. I was like, Jesus, I don't need an object lesson right now, but he felt like he needed to give me one. Anyways, he also, as I was processing this, I was like, okay, so what does it look like, Lord? Because I feel like the fan thing, that's very intense. I get it. He's like, Chadi, it's the equivalent of you being at a pool in the lifeguard outfit, and you don't know how to swim. Can you believe that? Have you ever seen that? I have. I've experienced that. Oh, how? I'll tell you. Okay, so what happened was when I was five, I was at a pool with my mom and my dad. And it's so funny that they're here. I forgot I would, they were going to be here. Until sorry. And so I was like, hey, I can't swim. I'm five. And there's like a floaty. So I decided with my five-year-old mind to jump. And it's okay that I can't swim because I am going to land in the circle floaty. Right? I did land directly through, and I went down. And at one point, my dad was like, where'd she go? And he saved me, quite literally saved me. Lifeguard, not so much. I don't know what the 80s lifeguard was doing at the time. And there's so many of us that are jumping into the deep ends of life, and the lifeguards aren't watching. The Christians, we aren't watching. We're watching our phones, we're watching the struggles, we're watching the things that are troubling us, and the one, the only person that can save us is our Heavenly Father. The second thing, now I'm going to jump right into, um, yeah, number two. Uh, don't be fooled by people whose sentences are compounded with useless words, empty words. They just show they are empty souls. For in the wrath, God will judge all children of disobedience for these kinds of sins. Don't be persuaded into their ignorance and don't cast your lot with them because though you were once the personification of darkness, you are now in the light of the Lord. So act like children of the light, for the fruit of the light is good, right, and true. Walking in light looks like good, right, and true. Chadi, what? That's intense. Did you just say I was in darkness? Yeah, I did. That's the Bible. I can't really do anything about that, guys. That's what it says. Somebody once told me that, I thought this was really cool, that the Bible wasn't written to us, but it was written for us. And so we have the incredible opportunity to look at the word of God and the Holy Spirit unravel what his mysteries are. And what's so beautiful about this is he literally tells us the fruit of the light. If you want to walk out the light of God and be a light, more than just a light on a phone, but a light that takes on a stage, you have to be good, right, and true. Okay, let's start with good. <sighs> Please don't be mad at me. Good is God. Feels good is you. Start again. Here we go. Good is God. Feels good? That's a you issue. That's a, that's a you thing. I'm sorry. Following God is hard. 
I wonder what the disciples said when Jesus was like, hey, put down your net. Come follow me to the wilderness. <laughs> I would have been like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay here with my net. Thanks, guy. Like following Jesus was difficult. Still, following Jesus to this day is difficult. And one time I was like, God, this is so hard. Like, can I abdicate this already, Jesus? Like, this is really difficult. And I felt the Holy Spirit say the cross was difficult. Yet the cross brought forth freedom and salvation. And so you can keep doing stuff that feels good, but there will be no salvation and freedom in the feels good. That only comes in the hard stuff. Oh, well, Chadi, are you saying that I can't go out and party with my friends? No, I'm sure Jesus was at the party. You can read it in the Bible. He had about a glass of wine, and then when things got crazy, he was like, see y'all later. Jesus' crew was sketchy. I'm not saying that the people you hang out with is bad. I'm saying you're not being a light. You don't even have batteries in your flashlight. You're like, it's fine. I'm good. I have my light. There are no batteries in that flashlight because you're not filled with any power because all you care about is feeling good. Chadi, this is really intense message. I thought I came and I just really wanted to like, look, man, I don't, I don't, I didn't write the Bible. I'm just trying to, I'm just telling you what it says. This might not be for you. It could just be for me, probably. But I'm just telling you, like, if it feels good, it's probably you. Well, Chadi, that, I mean, we're supposed to follow Jesus and experience all these things. Yeah, peace isn't a feeling. It's the person of Jesus Christ. Joy is not fleeting, happiness is. So sometimes we look at the things and we're like, we should be feeling this. No, man, feelings are good, they're not God. The feelings, get out of the feelings, get into the facts. Jesus died on the cross to move us from death to life. And that trek is hard. And if we're going to be the church that I know we're supposed to be, if we're going to be the bride of Christ that I know we're called to be, it's going to take a trek through a wilderness. Good is good, but feels good is not. That's, that's God. That's not you. I wrote this down that easy and feel good does not build your character. It does not build your grit. It does not build your integrity. Good does. Right. Good, right, and true. Chadi, what, is that? what does right look like? It looks like righteousness. It looks like making the right decisions. Making the right decisions. That means that when someone mouths off at you, you choose to stay silent. When someone offends you, you choose to forgive them and love them. Can I just, can I be clear about something? Um, it's just something that I've been processing over the last six months. Just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean you have to let them back in your life. There's these things called boundaries. So when God calls us to righteousness, he calls us to love people, forgive people, see them as people, and see them the way he sees them. But it's the Holy Spirit's job to move through what that actually looks like in the grander scheme of things. Good, right, and true. The world will tell you that truth is relative. Truth is like bread. Oprah just giving away things. You get a truth, you get a truth, you get a truth. Everyone gets a truth. But truth in the kingdom is Jesus, and there's only one. There's only one truth. Truth is not relative in the kingdom. It is in our culture. Everybody can have their own truth. Please don't get offended. I'm just going to tell you the truth. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
If your truth, listen closely, does not come by the way of Jesus, it will not produce the truth that is Jesus or the life that is found in Jesus. So some of us are wondering why we're not experiencing the blessings in our lives. Some of us are wondering why we're not experiencing financial breakthrough. Some of us are wondering why we're not experiencing uh, relational wholeness or issues with family members. You're walking in your own, your own truth that feels good. But man, what would it look like to walk in the light? What would it look like to choose the fruits of the Spirit that show that you walk in the light instead of the fruits of darkness? I don't want to live in the dark. Nothing good is grown in the dark. Mold, spiders, everything else. (laughs) I hate spiders. Anyways, I just, I got thrown off there. Make it your aim to learn what pleases our Lord. Don't get involved with the fruitless works of darkness. Instead, expose them to the light of God. You see, it's a disgrace to speak of secrets. When the light shines, it exposes the dark and shadowy things and turns them to pure reflections of light. And this is why I sing. This is why they sing. Awake, you sleeper, rise from the grave, and the anointed one will shine on you. So be careful how you live. Be mindful of your steps. Don't run like the fools as the rest of the world. Instead, walk as the wise. The third thing walking in light looks like is wisdom. Chadi, but what do you mean? What do you mean walking in wisdom? I'll tell you. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Make the most of every living and breathing moment because these are evil times. Guys, are you present in your everyday? Wisdom is present. Oh, don't understand. Oh, so, okay. So understand and be confident in God's will and don't live thoughtlessly. Are you living with a strategy in life? Are you really living out your every day with a strategy to love God and love people? Because that's really what we're all called to do. Sometimes we'll look at our lives and be like, I, my giftings are what I'm called to do. No, 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 no. Loving God and loving people. That's it. It's real easy. Are you living your life like that? That's wisdom. Don't drink wine excessively. The drunken path is a reckless path. It leads nowhere. Where, Chadi? Nowhere. If you go home and you've had a hard day and the first thing you do is turn to seven glasses of wine, that's bad. Like, come to me afterwards so I can hug you. It's going to be okay. I'm all for a glass of wine. Your girl's all good for a glass of wine. I'm just saying, it shouldn't be excessive. Anything in your life that you go to that is not God to make you feel better means that you are led by your feelings and not by the Holy Spirit. Chadi, why do you say that? Because I'm run by my feelings a good number of the time. What does that mean for you? 700 hours of Dateline NBC. That's what it looks like. I will also watch every Jane Austen movie that I have already watched and know by heart over and over and over again, all while ordering pizza and things from Uber Eats. Everything on Uber Eats is $70 more than it should be. I make bad life decisions when I am in my feelings. Yours might look like seven glasses of wine. Mine looks like 60 pounds. Welcome to my struggle. Everybody has things. I'm not saying I don't have them. I'm just saying I'm in it. Can I just tell you I am in it and I'm telling you how to get out. It's like I'm out of the trench already and I'm going, hey, right here. Hey, you look dumb right now. Come on, give me your hand. 
no, I don't have any upper body strength. You're gonna have to do that yourself. Yeah, come on. <laughs> wisdom. Hey, just so you know, wisdom isn't knowing the most in the room. That's, that's knowledge. That's like those people on Jeopardy. You know what I mean? Like, congratulations, you know a bunch of stuff, but on the street, you ain't got no street cred. Like, congratulations on knowing all that. It doesn't get you anywhere in life, unless you're like a doctor. That's different. Anyways, wisdom is not knowing the most. Wisdom isn't excelling at the most. That just means you're good at tests. That's understanding. Wisdom is taking that knowledge and taking that, that understanding and taking it into real life and putting it through the filter of light, the way, the truth, and the life. And when you do that, it just, man, it changes things. Wisdom is, okay, how do I do, how, let me give you a good example. Wisdom looks like discretion. It's my favorite thing to talk about, discretion. Obsessed with discretion. Because I feel like as a people, discretion is like thrown out the door. As Christian people, because I grew up in the church, with the, with the flags and stuff. And so it was a very, very like churchy experience. And so everybody knew what the Lord was doing. I think the Lord is moving here. The song is, oh, the worship and the music and the Holy Spirit is moving. I can tell you everything that the Lord is doing, but nobody knew what they should be doing. So they made it weird. You know, you know what I mean? You ever been in a situation where you're like, homie doesn't know they shouldn't be here. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always worried about, like, the rooms I'm in. Like, you ever been at work and your boss does not ask you a question and you're in a room that he just wants you to listen and then you start talking and you're like, I, sh I was just here to listen, oh my God. We, that's what wisdom looks like. Wisdom is knowing the room you're in. Taking all of the stuff that God has taught you taking all the stuff that now you truly understand, taking it out into the world and being a light with discretion. Chadi, what does discretion look like? Walking into a room and seeing that somebody doesn't like to be touched, so don't walk over there and try to lay hands on them, right? Discretion is walking into a room uh, knowing that somebody really, really struggles with anxiety and then you start telling them about all the problems you're having. Yeah, you just gave him more anxiety. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's reading the room. Gosh, what would that look like if we, the church, could read the room? What would that look like if we could love each other and speak life into each other? What would happen if we were listening? What would happen if we were living out that good, right, and true? What would happen if we had actual wisdom where we were able to walk out our lives with everything God has called us to be? Man, I think it would change things. I think it would change our city. I think it would change our families. I think it would change our relationships. I think it would change our world. You notice how I didn't say uh, to go into all the world and change everyone else's perspective? No. He said go into all the world and preach the good news. Make disciples of the nations. But you do it by living out the ways of Jesus the way he loved, the way he spoke to people, the way he served people. That's what we're supposed to do. So I guess my question for you is, are you actually listening? I can't be the Holy Spirit for you, and so I, I just want you to think for a moment. Are you really listening? Is your heart positioned, or are you wearing the hat but not watching the game? 
My prayer is that you're watching the game and you're taking notes and you're cheering on and you see the wave coming and you're about to throw up your hands. I'm not gonna lie, I don't ever do the wave at the game. It's annoying, I think it's dumb. I don't wanna be part of what everyone else is doing. And I didn't, right? And then I realized how dumb I looked. <laughs> Being the only person sitting in the Yankees place with my, yeah, it was bad. Guys, stand up and do the wave. If you believe in Jesus, just stand up, worship. Show up to church on Sundays. That's intense, Chotty. You're asking me to come every Sunday? Sunday's my day off. Yeah, Jesus had a day off. It was Saturday. Say Saturday off. I just know what we can do when we're together. And that's my heart's cry for you. So are you listening? Are you living for what feels good, right, and true? Or are you living for what actually is good, right, and true? How would I know that, Chadi? Well, if it's easy, it's probably the feels part. If it's building your character, it's the God part. The other thing is, are you walking as the wise do? What do you mean? Are you walking as the wise? Are you walking in the light? If your truth does not come by the way of Jesus, it will not produce the truth that is Jesus or the life found in Jesus. And my prayer, that we as a community walk out the ways of Jesus. That when people, in, just people encounter us, they're like, whoa, these people are different. And not because we go, hey, we're Christians. But because they're like, man, this person was really kind to me when everyone else was mean. My husband's like the nicest person in the world when it comes to like waiters and waitresses. And everyone remembers his name doesn't matter where we go. They're like, hey, Esteban. I'm like, why do you know seven people in La Segunda? And he's like, I literally went the other day and they greeted him at the door. And I'm like, do they know you're a pastor or something? No, I'm just nice to them every time I come. Man, can you imagine what God, what God could do with our life if we were just nice to people? Let's walk in the light. Amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening uh, to the podcast. I hope that this message inspired you and that you leave, um, I don't know, encouraged. Encouraged to continue to make Jesus famous in your world. And uh, yeah, just know I'm praying for you and I'm thankful for you. And uh, let's, um, I don't know, stay in touch. Send me a DM. Let me know how this message blessed you. And um, if you could be so kind, uh, leave me a review on the podcast. Uh, So whether it's on Apple or whether it's Spotify, I'd love to hear from you. All right, guys. uh, I'll talk to you later. Love you, weirdos.